Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. Oh, this is again your this is your thing. Yeah, you keep jumping the gun there, man. I know. Because you don't initiate. You're not taking the initiative. What have I told you? Ever since you were a little kid, you need to start taking the you didn't initiative. You know me when I was a little kid, first of all. I say, you know what? You're a dumb bastard. Right, shut your feet hole, let me talk. Go ahead. Uh, this is a count out, the only top ten show right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, the show can also be found anywhere fine podcasts are available, including Castbox, mm-hmm. it's a great app. Got mm-hmm. a partnership with them. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. Um, subscribing really helps the show. Also, Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Stephen Larson. Um, all sorts of contribution tiers, rewards, great rewards. I may add associated with said tiers. For example, the best rewards. What do they get for contributing ten dollars a month, Steve? A postcard. I have to have. You need to send. I need to make sure that I'm like behind on the postcards. All I have, they're all addressed. I just need to have you sign them. With autograph, so they're autographed postcards, autographed by us, uh, and on top of that, you get all the lower tiers access to a- asking questions for the podcast. Whenever we do a recap, we you know answer questions, and those are all on the Patreon. Yeah, and uh, you also get access to the five dollar reward tier, which is watching our live stream recaps. Yes, very good, thank you. Also, Pro Wrestling Tees, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Going and Raw. Neither of us are wearing Pro Wrestling yeah. Tees shirts from our store right now no. but anyways um we're here we just did hopefully you've watched it by now 10 winners of the superstar shake-up 2018 unless they, unless they wanted the bad news first in which they came here first all right then welcome i wonder which which thumbnail will be more enticing for people Ooh. they're gonna go through anxiety attacks oh i don't know what to do winners or losers winners or losers anyways yeah if you haven't watched it yet after this video check out we've got our videos yeah, finish, going at the same finish, time finish this video first then watch that one practice yes so this is the 10 Losers Ooh. of WWE Superstar Shakeup 2018. I have faith that all these people can make, man, make lemonade out of lemons and then stomp some dogs. That was my Noah Hale yeah. impression. He's all over the map. That impression's all over the map. Sometimes it's Bobcat. It is. That was kind of Bray Wyatt esque. Yeah, that was a little bit Bray Wyatt. Where was he in the loser category? I mean, he he's in a holding pattern right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's kick this off. Top 10 losers of the Superstar Shake-Up. Number yeah. 10. 10. Chad Gable. Look at that picture. <laughs> Look at his tongue. It's funny. Um, so uh, I, I kind of wanted to put him on here because at least when he was a member of a tag team with Shelton Benjamin on SmackDown, there were, we knew what his place was on the show. We knew, we knew his role. You knew that he was that that team was essentially kind of mid card tag team. They yeah, were on TV. two shots of the tag titles. They were on TV regularly. Yeah, if it wasn't Not for the weekly, Bludgeon Brothers, they would have pretty had darn them. close. Yeah. Exactly. Now he's venturing out as a singles competitor on a stacked Raw roster. Chad Gable is a fantastic wrestler. Oh, I love Chad he's Gable. Might be one of the best six wrestlers in the entire company. Just pure wrestlers. Um, but I I would just worry that he might get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Great wrestler. He's got tons of personality. Decent on the mic. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. I just worry that they will underutilize him yeah. while on Raw because there's already so much talent there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, everything you said is correct. There's not a lot of room for 
Oh, man. There's not a lot of room for guys who are kind of on the unproven side. I know that they were the... Well, they, no way Jose's there. Yeah, I know. It's not looking good for him either. Like, I kind of feel like they, they're higher on no way Jose at this point. Than they are. Like, Chad Gable's going to be eating pins from Elias. Maybe no way Jose. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe they can put him back with Jason Jordan. I don't want them to put him back with Jason Jordan. Give those guys like a best of seven series. Yeah. That's how they get over. Well, that's his his biggest asset is he's a phenomenal wrestler. And on top of that, he is a phenomenal personality if mm-hmm. given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting what they do with him. Let's do this for each of these losers, though. Let's say, let's ask the question, what's the silver lining? How can they turn this loss into boss. Well, I think for Chad Gable, if he's he like Jason Jordan, when he was struggling with his character work, struggling to get over as a heel or kind of a heel, um, he was given matches against Roman Reigns and John Cena, and he hit home runs with both matches. I think it takes one match, incredible match, put Chad Gable in the ring with with Seth Rollins, give him twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. and he will wild wow the crowd, and he will get himself over that way. Uh, he 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 is unproven on the main roster as a singles competitor. But everybody knows he is a fantastic wrestler. Give him a platform to show off his skills, and he can get himself over. Yep, I agree with you. He just needs opportunity. I just worry that is what may be lacking for him. Here's here's the silver lining for Chad Gable. Jason Jordan was able to, and granted it took a convoluted storyline and him being shoehorned as a heel-ish character, arrogant, oblivious, whatever character, to get it done. But eventually, I mean, he was on TV every single week in a very high-profile situation, and I think Chad Gable actually has a bit more personality and, and, and fine-tuning on the mic than Jason Jordan with the same wrestling skills, maybe even better. And so I think uh, Chad Gable, there is the opportunity, the potential for him to have a Jason Jordan-esque breakout mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's his silver lining. Number nine. Nine. The Miz Taraj. I kind of feel like they could have been on both of these lists. They could have, but I feel like without the Miz... They're going to get pushed to the back of the line in the tag division and be there to eat pins. Yes. Before they eventually break up and then go on to eat pins individually. If there's anybody that I would that I would predict has is in danger of being released a year from now, it's these two. Um, at the same time, I will go right into the silver lining. They are no longer henchmen mm-hmm. at this point. They are no longer henchmen. They made a bit of a statement mm-hmm. uh, uh, towards the Miz in the main event last uh, this past week on Raw uh, when they basically denied him the hot tag and you know walked out on him. Walked out on him. So, and another silver silver lining: Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Axel are phenomenally talented. They are, and they wrestlers. were really given an opportunity to show off. Uh, far more of their personality yeah. as members of the Miz Taraj than they had in anything else they were doing the crowd, directly before. The crowd really wants them to succeed. Mm-hmm. They always have the crowd behind them. And especially in the case of Bo Dallas, there's always his brother. Mm-hmm. Bray's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how that pans out. I kind of agree with you. They were on TV every single week. Now that's really super up in the air. Yeah. Um, but you know, I really hope that they, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that they would, you know, split them up and, and try to just re refresh them a little bit because they are both very talented mm-hmm. people and the crowd mm-hmm. really does like them. Yes. Uh, but yeah, get, get them out of the Miz. I think it's probably great for the Miz. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't look great. Number eight, eight, 
Absolution. So I was thinking of putting them on here because it seemed like they were heading towards a program against Ronda Rousey. And if you're in a, if you're gonna be in the ring against Ronda Rousey and you're pretty new to the company, that's a great opportunity for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, I thought they were gonna go with, in the direction of a tag match. Ronda, Natalia taking on Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, been a really good opportunity for Sonya Deville to get in the ring with Ronda Rousey. That'd have been massive for her. Yeah, it'd been huge. Um, instead, they send the SmackDown. Um, we saw how SmackDown was booking Riot Squad when they were there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they uh, take a step forward when it comes to booking Absolution and actually utilize them to their fullest um, instead of kind of having them uh, occupy the same space as Riot Squad where Riot Squad was losing all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's my worry. There's just a lot of unknown in in terms of their role on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is that you think of them now because Paige is gone. I mean, that's if there's a silver lining there, it's that they can continue to learn from Paige, who no doubt, you know, gave them a lot of wisdom on the road. But there's also a potential interesting story that if she starts giving them opportunity, you know, granted, we kind of saw that with Kurt Angle and Jason Jordan. But nonetheless, you know, that's, that's a storyline that's, 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 that's rife with potential for interesting developments. Yeah. And if they explore that avenue, maybe maybe they can do something interesting. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, the, the, the problem is, I, I was kind of getting at this, that I see them as a tag team. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they've, they, they at some point, uh, well, the last pay-per-view, whatever it was, they were wearing the same, you know, thematically themed or the thematically colored clothes. Um, we think with them and now the Iconics on SmackDown, it's like they have the foundation there for a tag division. They really do. It'd be, I mean, I think it'd be great if, you know, we mentioned uh, when we were talking about Nikki Cross uh, on our SmackDown episode that there's not a whole lot of great, you know, sort of competitors for Shayna Baszler. That being said, there are a lot of women who have been signed to NXT. They could build a tag division on SmackDown for the women. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if they bring over, I mean, you've got, I mean, essentially with the Iconics, with uh, Absolution, Absolution, you've got, you know, I mean, Charlotte and Asuka are probably going to stay singles, but you've got Becky Lynch who could anchor a really great tag team. Becky with, and Naomi. Becky and Naomi. That's right. Becky and Naomi can anchor a tag team. So you got three right there. And you can put uh, Tamina and Lana back together. Put Tamina and Lana back together and then maybe one call up, one tag team call up. of. Or if you do a cross brand, there's a lot of exciting possibilities. So you can have Alexa Bliss and Mickey James be a team, and you mm-hmm. can have Riot Squad be a team. Yeah, you know. And now with the cross brand pay per views, that could totally work. Yep. Absolutely. What'd you think of that? Uh, little uh, the the cross brand music video thing. I loved it. Yeah. I forgot to mention the SmackDown recap. I really liked. I thought it was charming as hell. Oh, okay. I really did. And I, it was it was well produced. It was well made. I fast forwarded past it last night. Oh, it was fun. I I wanted. I watched to. it. I watched a bit of it during the Raw. I wanted uh, to, and I couldn't. I was like. This is oddly charming. It should be, it's cheesy as hell. Yeah. And it should be really bad, but I actually kind of liked that. I thought it was cute. Um, to see how everybody was getting into the, <laughs> that was good. And Carmella was a million bucks. Oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Absolution. I mean, like I said, the silver lining, you know, there might be a story there with Paige and perhaps the idea of, you know, because the Iconic's coming up, um, granted, they're another heel act. I'm not sure how long they'll be able to stay heel, but they're a heel act right yeah. now. Yeah. There's a possibility for some good tag team action, and that could spur something. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Seven. Finn Balor. Why is he on the losers list? Larson, because you put him here. The, because the club's not around anymore. He's just kind of wallowing in oh, the look, same look spot. Oh, look at him here. He's just know, by he's himself. So sad. He's sad. He's watching Gallows and Anderson walk out the building. He's just kind of wallowing in the same spot on the card he has been since he returned. I mean, I, I imagine he's going to get some sort of one-on-one match with Seth. Maybe if Seth manages to retain the Intercontinental title after Backlash. 
But if he wins, then there's... Is Finn in that ladder match? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so there's potential, I guess... I'll say this. He's, he, he could not be a loser on this list if he wins the Intercontinental title. If Seth manages to retain that title all the way through till SummerSlam or something against somebody else, then what is there really for Finn to do? They don't seem inclined to put him in the universal title picture. You know, if they're yeah. not going to put the Intercontinental title on him, you know what is so there for him fun? to do? You know what be so much fun? Is if here, here's what they really need to do. Get they should over, have slammed the SmackDown so we could have feuds with AJ Styles, with Nakamura. Well, that's what they did. They didn't do Send that. Send him with so the club over there so you can have all this that. Balor, AJ club stuff. That's know, interesting man, stuff. And they I should know. have done that. Look, man, they didn't do that, though. They didn't do that, so stop talking about it. Well, that's one reason he's a loser, because they could have had interesting stories on SmackDown. Here's what they could do. What? Here's what they need to do. And I don't know what's, even, what's, what's less likely. Going back in time with the time machine and changing history and sending Finn to SmackDown, or what I'm about to suggest. Start playing a little looser with that damn Universal Championship. I know time you travel is more plausible. Yeah, probably, probably time travel. But if you were to position, so if they want Roman to be the new John Cena, yeah, right. Position Finn as the modern day Edge. Edge got that title plenty of times. Yeah, he was an opportunist, and a lot of the times it had to do with John Cena. So have them have those two trade that title a couple times. Put Finn squarely in the main event scene where he belongs. Yeah. As a as a as a tweener foil to Roman Reigns, and I think that would be fantastic. It would be. But it's not going to happen. They could have done that on SmackDown as a tweener foil to AJ Styles, and it'd been fantastic. Yeah, but look at that main event. Okay, let me ask you something. Who who would you have not? Who in that upper scene would you have not sent over instead of probably you, Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe, but Finn's a Samoa Joe is a dominant heel. I understand that. You don't need a not. dominant heel. You don't need that. What's another? Give me another face then. Give me somebody who occupies, who, as we like to say, checks the same boxes. Oh, over on SmackDown. On SmackDown, that was sent I'll have over. To pull up the roster. Like maybe Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff you know? Hardy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, that's, look, that's it. That's the guy. The sil- <laughs> That's that's a ticket. The silver lining for Finn Balor. Is he's Finn Balor? He's like the coolest guy. I know, man. Well, maybe maybe they'll maybe it'll elevate him. Some of the I would pressures. Like to hope so. Who's gonna get? Who's gonna be bigger in three months? Finn Balor or Bob Roode? Finn Balor. You gotta say Finn Balor, unless, right? Unless Bob Roode turns heel. Yeah, Finn Balor be fine. No, I, he'll be fine. I'm sad the club's gone. I know. It's just more because <laughs> the club's gone, and he didn't go to SmackDown with him. That's How about why this? He's on here. What's more likely, time travel or WWE he's signing? Time travel. T- WWE signing Tamatanga. Time travel. Tonga Loa. Time travel. And. Bad luck valet. Time travel. What would they call bad luck valet? I don't know. That's such a good name. Bob Valet. There'd be three Bobs on Raw then. Oh, no. You can't do that. No. Which one's going to get rid of their name? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Number six. Six. Jinder Mahal. Look at Jinder right there losing his U.S. title. Yeah, he lost his title <laughs> on the first night of Superstar Shakeup that by definition, I think this makes him a loser. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, and come it's on. Assuming, assuming that everything that has happened remains like this is the new status quo, and by that I mean U.S. title on SmackDown, <clears throat> Intercontinental title on yeah. Raw. He gets moved over to Raw, which is you know historically speaking the A show, so mm-hmm. good. But he makes that move without some uh, belt around his waist. Mm-hmm. That's not so good. Um, you know, he can occupy that kind of mid-card heel role fine, but with a bunch of other uh, uh, heels, potentially, for the upper card, 
on Raw. I don't know exactly how he fits into everything. Well, so they lost Samoa Joe. They lost The Miz. There's some silver lining for you. He's a former WWE champion. And they also brought in Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, okay. So they brought in more heels than they lost. Okay, that's not silver lining. He's a former WWE champion. He's tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got an entourage with him. So he's got a ton of personality. He's got. I love Jinder. I think he's great. Oh yeah, he's not a very good wrestler, but I think he's great. Um, you know, and he works hard. So I, there's a place for him. There is a place for him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't, ever since he lost the WWE championship. You know, there's always been the question of what do they, what do they do with Jinder now? And, you know, we've seen it. He, you know, he held the U.S. title. He, I guess he has as good a shot as any uh, at the IC title and then being fed to Roman. Mm-hmm. What if he takes the universal title off Roman? They'll be, they'll be eating our number one winner. Yeah, our number, yeah he'll be number one winner. That's yeah. not, definitely not going to happen. But, yeah, you show up, you lose your title. How else can you be classified by, but a loser? Yeah, pretty much. Moving on. Number five. Five. Alexa Bliss, she uh, went from tops to not tops pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, so, uh, you know, she walked into WrestleMania, uh, Raw Women's Champ, left WrestleMania without the belt. Yeah. Um, I know she'll probably rematch against uh, Nia Jax. What was it? It'd be a backlash, I'm guessing. I think it's a backlash, yeah. Um, she'll probably lose that match, too. Yeah. Um, and then she's going to fall down the card. Well, hold on now. A bit, because... She's still top heel, right? Well, wait to see how this whole Sasha Bailey thing plays out. Oh, yeah. Sasha's going to um, end up top heel. But then you have Ruby Riot showing up. I mean, I, I'd be very surprised if, if this feud mm. between Alexa and Nia continues past backlash. Mm-hmm. In which case, you'll need a, a heel to step in. It's kind of a, a feud in between you know, whoever Nia feuds with going into SummerSlam and, and the fall pay-per-views. Um, and Ruby Riot seems to... And that's that's good for Ruby too. That's a fresh matchup. It's good for Nia. True sure. matchup. Yeah. Um, but it kind of leaves Alexa Bliss in a bit of, a bit of limbo. Um, I mean, she might get to a program with Ronda Rousey somewhere down the line, which would be good. But she's going to be out of title contention for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's true. And she's not going to win any match against Ronda Rousey. So I feel like the Bailey Sasha thing is going to end up being for a title at some point. You Perhaps. would think it'd have to be. Um, Nia Jax, I think. I okay. So here's some silver lining for Alexa Bliss. Not only is she still top heel, which is probably going to be the case for a little while. Um, she's also on Total Divas, and they always like pushing the Total Divas stuff. And I feel like so some silver lining for Alexa Bliss. I'm not sure how big of a loser she ended up being. Like they lost Oscar, so there's one roadblock mm-hmm. she don't have. Um, you know. One silver lining for her. There's actually a couple silver linings for Alexa Bliss. One of them is that they could extend this Alexa Bliss Nia Jax. There's enough stuff there for it to be kind of a Kevin, uh, Sami Zayn thing, or even a Sasha Bailey type thing because of their history. Yeah, it's entirely possible. So they can they could extend that out and and, and leave it and come back to it and leave it and come back to it. She'll have a high profile Ronda Rousey thing probably at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. unless I mean Stephanie might enlist her aid. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, there are definitely there are definitely higher profile. I'm not sure she's gonna be she's gonna get that title anytime. Yeah, the the path soon. the path for her in that women's title is far less clear now than it yeah it maybe would have been four or six months ago. Yeah, that's true. 
So, yeah, I don't know. The time will tell with Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. I have all the... I'll put it this way, though. I feel a lot better about her silver, silver linings than a lot of other people on this list. Yeah. Just because, like, she's proven that she can adapt. She's proven to have staying power. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with her. Yeah. I think I feel like a little bit of a shakeup for her could have been good, though, like her going yeah. to SmackDown yeah, I know. somehow. I know. But, uh, anyways, moving on. Number four. Four. The Revival. Why are they losers? What happened to them? They, they lost the club and T-Bar. Yeah, I know, but Authors of Pain are there now. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, uh, I feel like if Revival had gone to SmackDown, there was the potential for them to have... To, to really showcase what they can do, we have yet to really see that in the main roster. Nothing they've done in the main roster compares to what they did in NXT. Nothing. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, sending them to SmackDown, letting them get into programs with New Day, which happened briefly when they got called up. Um, the Usos. The Revival uh, are a spectacular wrestling team. Yeah, they're maybe the best, one of the best and pure Smackdown, wrestling tag teams. Yeah, and SmackDown sent over all their worst wrestling teams. Yes. Breezango, The Ascension... Yeah, so if you send a revival over to SmackDown to get in these programs with New Day, Usos, even Thebar, who's there now, man, yeah, that been some spectacular tag team wrestling over yeah. at SmackDown. Instead, they're they're stuck on Raw. They're going to be behind Woken Matt and Bray. They're going to be behind Authors of Pain. Yeah, that's a good point. So there doesn't really seem to be a clear path for them to move up the the card in the tag team rings. Yeah, no, I agree with you. At least on SmackDown, they could have put on spectacular matches and started wowing people that way. And that would have been a clear path. That would have been a really good path for them. Yes. Yeah. No, I think, okay, no, you, you, you yeah, you explained it well. I convinced I was like, you. Yeah, no, you totally did, because I was like, really? Why? But yeah, then you, I forgot about Authors of Pain. Eesh, that's not good. Number three. Three. Becky Lynch. So we kind of mentioned this in the winner's episode. We started to come around to this. Um, Becky Lynch. Oh, sorry. Hold on. There's one other team to consider the revival for the revival too in their way on Raw, based on how the Titantron was produced for Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh God, yeah, might be yes. a tag team. Yeah. Also, Dolph and Drew McIntyre yeah. might be a tag team. Yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Carry on with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. She's been on the screen long enough. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch. So Oscar shows up. Charlotte's already there. They're the two top dogs now in the SmackDown Women's Division. Becky Lynch, I, I th- she's like one of my favorites. Oh, she's great. On social media, she's fantastic. She, they, she did like a little Twitter video of her eating some quinoa yeah. as, Char- as, as she finds out that Charlotte's getting attacked yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oscar's gonna, oh, that yeah, was Charlotte's great, yeah. getting attacked. And then she put it down and ran. She's charming as all get out. And it, she's a great wrestler. And she's, oh, she's a great wrestler. People love her. She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, but her path to the women's title is, is sketchy as well, unless they have something really high profile for Asuka and Charlotte to do away from the title that could clear the path for Becky Lynch, then that's a possibility. Um, but, yeah, if, if Asuka and Charlotte are both there, they're the top two faces. Mm-hmm. That doesn't leave a lot of room for, for Becky Lynch. All of a sudden, she's like in the Naomi spot. Yeah. You know, and granted, Naomi was a two-time champion, but we always kind of knew that it wasn't going to last. Um, what they really need for Becky, not short term, not soon, but in the near future, within the next six months, is a heel turn. Okay, so I, I'll tell you why I actually like a heel turn for Becky Lynch is because she can maintain what makes her so charming, which is just her personality. Yeah. And she could have... I, I So her heel turn, I liken to the heel turn of her mixed match challenge partner, Sami Zayn. 
I could see it in that kind of ilk where it's still kind of charming and kind of funny. Yeah. But, you know, she's kind of sinister as well. So, yeah, a little devious. I could, Yeah, exactly. I could see that going down really well. Carmela's there as a heel, but she could exist in a different way. There's always a thing when you have, like, one character. You can check off similar boxes as long as, like, other boxes aren't checked off and still exist and be okay. And I yeah. think Carmela checks off certain things that Becky Lynch doesn't do and vice versa. Here, here's the problem with her turning heel, perhaps, is that the SmackDown Women's Division is already very heel heavy. You have Iconic Duo, you have Carmella, you have Absolution. Okay, but and then the thing, you have Lana and Tamina. Yeah, but the Iconics, I mean, they're so new and they kind of cancel each other out when it comes to the women's title. I feel like that's kind of the problem with them and I kind of feel the same way. And so, like... You know, the Iconics, they may very well be feuding with Charlotte and Asuka for the next three months, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that'd be fantastic for everybody involved. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and so that could take all of them out of the picture, which cl- could clear the path for Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch and Carmella have always had, they've always had that thing. So, I mean, this could end up being a huge silver lining for her, or she could turn heel and they can try to explore that down the line. Yeah, so I don't think she's been a heel since she's been on the main roster. I don't think she has either. I think she, her, yeah, she, of, of the, the group of women brought up, you know, c- to kick off the, the, the women's revolution. I think she's the only one that's been facing mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. 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 Um, so the question is, would she be able to pull it off and still be like, you know, that would be kind of tricky. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. If, if, if the Iconics take up Charlotte. And Oscar's time over the next three months, that could clear the path for Becky Lynch and mm-hmm. Carmella. If you, I really possible. hope it does. They've been, they seem to have them all, all three of them. Like when you see, when you saw how that shot was framed last week with Becky, Oscar, and Charlotte all together, they seem to have them all kind of in the same regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, hopefully, she doesn't get lost in the shuffle. There's the possibility she can be, mm-hmm. but hopefully, she doesn't. Yeah. Number two, two, Drew McIntyre. Oh, dear. Man, he oh, should have been dear. called up as instant addition to the main event scene as a face. He is charming, charismatic, personable, despite being incredibly handsome and, and ripped as hell, relatable. Yeah. He has everything you need in a face champion. Yeah. He's comfortable in the mic. He's good in the ring. He looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And then they have him be essentially Dolph's henchman. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. I was really taking it. I was like, oh god. Yeah, I know. You and I were both trying to find like I can guarantee as it happened, you and I were on the exact same page trying to figure out the silver lining of this. You've mentioned how their tag chemistry in the ring it seemed really good at, at least with like their immediately their, yeah. that that zigzag claymore combo and I agree with you on that one. I think Drew McIntyre is exceptionally talented. It's just even when he first got released from the WWE and, you know, he went over to TNA or Impact, whatever it's called, and he got their world title, and he tried to be the first, you know, traveling world champion in a while. Um, he, he was – his gimmick throughout his indie life, his short-lived indie life there in between stints in WWE was very blue-collar. Mm-hmm. It was very humble, blue-collar, I'm a fighting guy. NXT, he was trying to take on any and all fighters, mm-hmm. uh, any and all challenges. He wanted to fight to retain his title – and I'm not saying immediately that's not going to be the case, but, you know, you look at how they debuted him with Dolph and, you know, it was underhanded. He, he, he did a sneak attack. Well, that's not the Drew McIntyre that I liked. And I, I feel like you're exactly right. The Drew McIntyre that we saw in NXT 
was somebody who you could so easily just get behind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you understood him just from one, com- you know, one sentence that he would say. It's like, okay, I'm totally on board with this guy. He's all charisma. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he's talented. I think he could pull off this. He, I think he, he could be able to pull this off. It's just, I don't think it's where he's naturally best fit. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And yeah. I am worried with him being a second, like a henchman to Dolph. That worries the crap out yeah. of me. Yeah. I mean, I guess <clears throat> the other silver lining in this that we'd thought about is, all right, they'll ha- have him come in as, as a heel. They'll do the story where there's problems between them. Dolph will turn on him. Uh, face turn for Drew, mm-hmm. and maybe they're going to use that to catapult him yeah. up the card or something. But if if not, I mean, this is as beguiling and confusing as Bob Roode showing up as smiling baby face in his debut. Yeah, you know? no, yeah, I, I agree totally. Um, I mean, so here here's the other thing that you could point to in terms of a silver lining. So when they when Bobby Lashley made his return. It was really to do nothing, you know? Like, he came back, they're off to Mania. He, you know, beat up Elias, and then he went away. He was in the main event thing. Longevity-wise, there doesn't seem to be a lot for Bobby Lashley. I mean, I'm sure they have a plan, you yeah. know, in place yeah. for him. But there wasn't an obvious, okay, well, this is his story. This is where he fits into the plan. Yeah. And you and I both like that to be the case. We like to see some plan in mind. Oh, this is what he's going to do. As opposed mm-hmm, to just, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, I'm here, I'm jacked, I'm great. And that's sort of the Bobby Lashley thing. Drew McIntyre at least has some sort of story. That's true. Immediately off the bat. Like you said, I think this is going to end up with a face turn um, against Dolph. And this could be, you know, a six-month thing where we get to see an evolution happen with Drew McIntyre. And in which case, I'll be totally fine with that. Yeah. It was just kind of off-putting, you know, at the outset, at the offset because it's like, okay, well, that's not... Well, you see that his, doesn't play to his strengths. Yeah, I know. And you see his narrative that's developed since he was released mm-hmm. of him, you know, mm-hmm. putting in the work and, yes. and, and improving himself as a wrestler, yes. you know, and, and to have it all come full circle to return to WWE in surprising fashion, um, win the top prize in NXT. And then you expect that narrative to continue with a, by making a huge splash mm-hmm. when he is brought up. And it just didn't happen. It just felt really yeah. overwhelming. One of the things that they really here, – here's the thing. They need to not be afraid – of people liking him. Yeah. I understand them wanting to have him be a heel. Like like with Braun Strowman, they were never afraid for people to like Braun. He oh, was I know, a giant I know, dude. I know. He was a heel with the Wyatts. Um, so they need to they need to keep his theme music. Now, I don't want him just hanging out with Dolph and using Dolph's theme music. No, especially you know? now with that scratch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep his theme music because it's really, really cool. And then, you know, keep that, like, cool jacket that he wears when he comes to the ring. Oh, yeah. You know, keep, give him, keep, let him keep the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm about to un- unveil the number one worst loser. I even forget who this is. In the WWE Superstar Shake Up 2018, the biggest loser was number one. Oh, man. Really, this should be us, the fans of Sanity. Nikki Cross wasn't even announced as part of the Sanity call up to main roster, even though she's arguably the most deserved one of them all yes. in terms of the work that she put in. In NXT during Sanity's run there, nobody was loved more than Nikki Cross. Nobody made more than more of an impression than Nikki Cross. Maybe Killian Day in a close second, but Nikki Cross, fantastic. Our only silver lining here is maybe we'll get a killer feud between her and Shayna Baszler. She's been kept off TV. I haven't really noticed. Oh yeah, but she's still on our thing here. There we go. We're still we're still here. I have to remember that. I was doing really good. Yeah. And then I just started staring at Nikki Cross there, and I forgot that we're supposed to be on camera. So anyways, Nikki Cross, yeah. 
uh, everybody just blew up WWE's Twitter. Yep. And hey, maybe, maybe that'll just be affirmation or validation for them to say, hey, you know what? People really love her. And it'll make even more of a splash when she does come up. I just really hope she comes up with with a sanity reunion. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love I love her interaction with them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 a huge a huge part of Sandy is missing by not having her involved. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, I don't I don't know what Shayna Baszler's next program is, who her next feud is against. Um, but if it wasn't Nikki Cross, they better fast track that mm-hmm. after this, seeing the response that her uh, exclusion from Sandy's call-up is generating. Um, I mean, she'll be on the main roster, you know, probably by summer. Yeah. I would suspect. I would hope so. Um, and Next takeover is at Money in the Bank? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I would be shocked if it, her call-up didn't happen mm-hmm. to rejoin Sandy. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just a disappointment because they are such a cohesive unit, Sandy is. Yeah. To see, you know, a quarter of that unit not be brought up was a bummer. Yeah, absolutely. And she would have added a completely different dynamic to the women's division oh, on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, we'll see her eventually. If they end up putting her if they end up now. If they end up putting her on Raw, it's going to be the biggest bummer. Yeah. It's going to be a total bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. Our biggest losers of WWE Shakeup 2018. Of course, watch our biggest winners video. It's up right now. Thanks for watching, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.